0: Welcome to Gold with Jeanette Schneider, nuggets of inspiration for a bigger, badder, more purposeful life. Each week we share wisdom, insights, and gold from those living their very best lives. After 23 years in finance, I left my executive role to advocate for women and girls in life, love, the boardroom, and the marketplace. Now the CEO of Live Media, I am thrilled to create wellness-based content and technologies to help you level up and become more conscious of your ripple. The Live app launched Christmas Day for Apple iOS. This is purposeful content big conversations and a beautiful place for us to share our gold our dreams and create community gold is a live media production brought to you from the sound studio at the live headquarters welcome to our special new year's eve edition of gold with my friends candace hey and lisa hi both of these beautiful women are contributors to the live app candace is our strategy and prosperity coach and lisa handles all things money Today, we are talking about what we're leaving behind in 2019 and what we are manifesting for the new year and the new decade. Before we get started, Liv joined us in the studio to share her goal for 2020. What is it? My goal for 2020 is to potty train Bailey. Olivia got a new dog for Christmas, and I think that is a very good goal for 2020. Let's dig in. Hi, this is Jeanette Schneider, and I am here in the studio today with Candice Morales and Lisa Trastain. Hi, guys. Hi, Hi. so glad to be here. Thanks for having us. I love having conversations with both of you, and now we get to have one together and talk about this new year and this new decade. Mm -hmm. And I think it's such an important conversation because right now, everybody and their brother is posting about your New Year's resolutions or how to be fit or how to be this or how to be that. Mm -hmm. And I think we all have our own tack as to the way we look at a new year, and especially like a new decade, like that's mind-blowing to me. Yeah. Yeah. That we're moving into a new space. So I wanted to find out from each of you, like, how are you looking at the new year, and what do you want to leave behind? What about you, Candace?
1: So I've been thinking a lot about this with, for the past month or so, what I want to leave behind in 2019. And really, I want to leave behind worrying about what other people think. Mm. That is really it, right? Because I've had... You know, when I left my job and I became a coach, a full-time entrepreneur, um, I had a lot of people saying, like, you know, like, are you crazy? Are you even qualified to do that? Like, lots of judgment around what it was that I was most passionate about and the thing that I wanted to do, like my dream and my vision. Lots of judgment around that. Mm -hmm. And I think that even though on the outside I was just like, I got this, like, I know what I'm doing. Like, I'm not worried about that. I think it really did kind of, like, impact how I showed up because I was worried about, like, am I qualified? Like, mm-hmm. maybe I'm not. Maybe I don't have enough experience. Or those those thoughts did pop up into my mind. And I think that it maybe kept me from showing up as much as I would like to. Mm. And those people aren't paying my bills. And I have plenty of evidence that that's not true. Right. And maybe I just needed this year to figure out, like, I have all the evidence that's not true, but I don't even want to worry about that anymore. I don't want to have to find evidence to disprove them, right? I want to just know it. And so I'm going into 2020, leaving behind what other people think and just really focused on doing me and doing what I think is right and what I think feels good and... Yeah, that's
0: that's what I want to do. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> what about
2: you, Lisa? Uh, for for this last year, I think I've had so many transitions over the last three years. I decided to open a business, get a divorce, go through some crazy transitions, make a lot of money. I mean, there was a lot that happened the last couple of years, and so this year, what I'm really looking forward to leaving behind is scarcity, mm. and distrust, and that I you know the not knowing that I can do this. I know that it's all possible. Mm -hmm. And this year I'm stepping into a confident, stable, loving, abundant, connected year. Ooh, I like that. mm -hmm. That was
0: very powerful. I think for me, one of the things that's been really interesting is that over the course of the last several years, I've chosen a word as opposed to like a resolution. Mm -hmm. Like in the past, my resolutions were really places for me to fail if you think about it. Totally. Like it was like I need to lose weight. I need to do this. I yeah. need to do that. And they were all externally focused. And so about two years ago I started doing um, words that I would embody for the year. So mm-hmm. one year it was trust. I need to learn how to trust myself and trust my mm-hmm. voice. And then the next year it was power because I needed to step into that power and yep. be and when people I talk about being powerful, a lot of people get confused. I'm not talking about I'm a I'm powerful, so I'm powering over you. No, right. It's I'm powerful. I can create the life that I want. Yes. I have personal power and I can manifest whatever it is I want to, not just because I believe in something bigger than me, but also because I have a lot of grit and determination. Absolutely. Like There's a lot of stuff behind that. And what's funny for this year is that I did not realize that I believed I had a maximum level of capacity or capability. Hmm. Like I had this belief that, And it was self-imposed that at some point in time, I was going to hit my ceiling and find my biggest failure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was at a Tony Robbins (laughs) (laughs) Unleash the Power Within in November where I was like, oh, my gosh, one of my beliefs is that I am knocking at failure at every step. Like I'm a very brave and courageous person in some of the decisions that I make, but that I'm like this close to Mm. my largest failure. So I'm leaving behind the belief that I am – Limited. Right. Yeah. So my word for 2020 is limitless. Ooh. That's the word that I'm going to, like, wrap yeah. my arms around and take with me. <laughs> like, I love that. I like I that. I love it's that. so important. What about, like, do you guys have a word or a vision? Like, do you vision board? What do you yeah. do? I definitely vision
1: board. Last year, uh, my word was flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, felt, I felt like it for a long time, for, like, the first part of the year until recently I felt like flow was really it I was just doing what like I thought was right I was doing what I thought felt good I was doing what most excited me and uh, I do I think that the word served me well Mm -hmm. and I also have a vision board that I look at every single morning Um, when I meditate it's right in front of me I have a space Mm -hmm. for it in my house or I look at it every day I think that's really helpful if you don't have one definitely do that Um, and this year my word is going to be joy Love Mm -hmm. that. because I'm rejecting the idea that I have to be exhausted, that I have to be tired, right? right? I know that I attract opportunity when I'm joyful. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to stop punishing myself for taking time off. I'm going to stop feeling bad about starting work at 10 or 11, (laughs) whatever it is. You do you. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to (laughs) stop feeling bad about that and I'm going to make sure that I'm, I'm doing things that bring me joy because that's why I'm an entrepreneur, right? So I can have space in my life so I can have freedom and flexibility. Um, But I think that so many years have brought me to this place where I feel like that's bad or that means I'm lazy or like I assign this different meaning to it. And really, I know that when I'm joyful, when I'm excited, when I feel free and good, that's when I am most successful in my business. That's That's true. And so... I'm not letting go of discipline, all like throwing it out the window,
2: no. but I'm also embracing joy. I like that a lot. I love that. I love that. Yeah. One of my favorite, uh, I learned this through my own transformational journey, was that there's real value in becoming what's missing. And Candice, mm. I know you use the word elevate, elevate coaching. Yes. And I really believe that life is all about elevation. And so I'm going to embody, not be what's missing in my own life, but for others also really embody the, the, the notion of elevating my life and being that elevation for others and being a stand for elevation because that's when we have joy when we're playing and we're in the moment and we're present but also for me it's really focusing on what's next Mm -hmm. but learning how to be present Mm -hmm. and that's when I think we create really
0: powerful moments and really powerful opportunities for ourselves absolutely I think it's so important like I love what you said about Joy and presence, because those are both big words for me, right? And I think that you have to be present in all things and in all ways. You present when you're in front of a client, present in front of your children, your those yeah. you love, what have you. Um, but I also think it was interesting. We we're talking about like joy and feeling guilty, mm-hmm. right? It's huge for entrepreneurs. That's what I was just gonna say. Like I feel <laughs> like this is an issue for people who, especially that are in fields and entrepreneurial mindsets, yeah. where it's like. I didn't do X today or I wore my pajamas a little too long. And <laughs> I think the thing for me, like, so up until Christmas, I worked probably 18 hours a day to get the app mm-hmm. launched, right? I was mentally and emotionally drained. I have worn pajamas for the past three days. yeah, yes. Like straight. Yes. Well, look <laughs> Snacks, at you guys, right?
1: you your clothes on for us. I yeah. did. Was- I, I
0: got dressed for you guys. Um, but I think it's like, it's funny because we get into this mindset that, we have to struggle or if we don't do, the, it doesn't look like a certain time. And I know that's conditioning, right? That's conditioning Absolutely. that we have from whether it's corporate or from society or whatever, that you have to look a certain way to be successful or to earn oh, gosh. joy yes. or to earn, mm-hmm. to be to worthy success. of success. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I was listening to Abraham Hicks this
1: morning. I don't know if you listen to Abraham Hicks, but I was listening to her, to them and they were saying today, <laughs> I, know, I know they were saying today, um, you know, it's like when you when you know exactly what you want and you walk into the store and you're like, "Oh my gosh, it's that white fluffy robe that I've been looking for. Like that's exactly what yeah. I want. There it is." But maybe I should look around some other places yeah. and see if there's right. something better mm-hmm. because we're trying to make it difficult. We're trying to make it hard. It shouldn't be this easy. I shouldn't walk in and see exactly what I want, right? And right. so we have this human tendency to like keep exploring or make the path really challenging and difficult so we can yeah. feel like we earned it so we feel like we're worthy. And the truth is, if we can just let all of that go and embrace that it can be easy and embrace that the thing that I want most is also what the universe wants most for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like If we can do that, how much easier would our life be and how much happier could we be? But we just don't allow it sometimes.
2: I agree. And I think that we become attached to what the outcome should look like mm, because yeah. we're externally conditioned to see what's around us and what defines success or what advertising companies have told us success looks like. And for me, the biggest lesson is not being attached. And my favorite story about that when it comes back to vision boards is when I was in three or four years ago thinking about who I want to be as a coach, what I want my company to be like... I put on my vision board, very, very big piece of my vision board was a picture of Oprah. Mm.
0: Yeah. And then, Mine too. Yeah. Every year. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be yeah, like, like, like Oprah? Great Godmother. But she then is. a year
2: later, I did a vision board and I had a picture of me laying on my couch. Well, a picture of me, but a model reading a book, and it was O Magazine right above it. And I was envisioning myself with my book in my hand, and Oprah was somehow around me. And then about six months later, I got a phone call from a a media company that said, hey, do you want to be in Oprah Magazine? It's amazing. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) yeah, I want to be in Oprah magazine, but had I been attached to the outcome, like, no, I need to be on Oprah's show or I Mm -hmm. need to be interviewed by Oprah, I would have missed a huge opportunity. So I think it's really about not being attached to how it shows up and being aware of everything that's around us and that it could look totally different from what we thought it would And also
1: not being worried that we don't know the next steps. Right. Right? The worry is what paralyzes us. Mm -hmm. And so... Putting it out there and also being where you are and taking the next right step, the next step that feels good, is okay. Yeah. And it's what we should be doing instead of worrying that, you know, we have to plan every single step. You don't have to plan every single step. You don't have to know what's going to happen. You just have to know what feels right next.
0: Yeah, I just recorded some content today on resilience and failure and these are exactly what like some of the points that you guys are making are, are like really aligned with that because I think so many times we attach ourselves to an outcome or a way of thinking that anything other than that is unacceptable a failure we didn't make it like we're so rigid in our attachment of things that we can't see that sometimes these little blessings and opportunities pop up because they don't look exactly like we we sketched them Mm -hmm. out to be we we don't see them we ignore them we we pass them by when sometimes they're huge opportunities yeah or blessings yeah Yeah. and and
1: gratitude is everything like recognizing when you're when your blessing shows up, recognizing when you've actually manifested the thing that you want is so important to the whole process, right? Yeah, you feel so much powerful, when so much more powerful when you can recognize, like, oh my gosh, this is what I asked for. It might not look exactly like yeah. that, but this is the thing that I said I wanted. Corey and I, um, we we own the directory. It's an online platform that connects women in business. And last year, we wrote down like we want to be on TV talking about our business, and. Six weeks later, our friend calls us. She's a producer at Channel 13. She was like, hey, do you want to be on on our show talking about the directory? I'm like, "Uh, heck, yeah, I do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, that's perfect. The year before, I wrote down, I want to be on TV I left it at that. My friend called me and she was like, hey, do you want to be a hair model for my salon? We're going to be on this new right. segment. And I was like, yes. And I had to recognize, oh my gosh, Candace, you said you wanted to be on TV, <laughs> right? This is it. it. You are on TV right now. Now so. just be a little bit more clear. Yeah, so that's <laughs> your I was like, request. I'm just going to be more specific. clear. And six weeks later, there I was. And I just think that had I not like taken that moment when I was just a hair model on a new segment, had I not taken that moment and said, you know what? This is what I asked for, mm-hmm. right? Had I not done that and... I think, and I didn't, if I didn't operate out of gratefulness and gratitude for that experience, I don't think the next thing would have happened. I agree. I think that
2: there's something to be said for specificity also. Yeah. Um, I remember in my my first business venture and opening my business, I set some financial goals and my coach was like really stretching me outside of my comfort zone. And she said, what do you really want to have happen in these next six months? And at that point I had made very little money in my business. And so I wrote, I want to make in one month. Ten thousand dollars, and I wrote it laughing to myself. Like there's no way right. this is going to happen, you know. Yeah. And so within six months, I had done that. Within three or four months right. of of setting the goal, mm-hmm. so we sell ourselves short too, and we have to be willing to stretch and really think beyond what we think is possible. And then for 2020, I think that that's a perfect way to approach the years. Like, what do you see is bigger? that could ever be imagined or I possible.
1: The thing that's helped me to move outside of that, like I definitely res- that story resonates with me definitely. Um, as a teacher, I think I made like $3,000 a year when I first started mm-hmm. teaching. Oh, uh, not wow. a year, sorry, a month. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I was like <laughs> yeah. $3,000 a month when I first started teaching and I had my master's degree. Like, come on, you know? Um, and and so making $10,000 a month seemed like such a big deal, yeah. right? And for me, what's been really helpful is to surround myself with people who are doing way more grander things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doing bigger things and, and believing that that's just like $10,000, Candice. Come on. Like what? Yeah. You can make $50,000. You can make $100,000 a month if you want to. Like people who don't think that that's a big deal. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that was so important for me. And and. In the beginning, when I was surrounded by other teachers, I didn't have that. No one pushed me. Everyone was like, wow, that's amazing. Like, great. Mm -hmm. And I needed someone to say, like, Candice, you can do more than that, right? Like, that's just, like, small potatoes. You got this, you know? Um, And so surrounding yourself with people who are doing the thing that you want to do, I think, is so important.
0: It's so interesting that you say that because – so. I started manifesting when I was about 16 years old. So I, um, my dad gave me my first journal when I was 13. I had a friend who had passed away from leukemia, and I didn't know how to handle all of the emotions. So my dad was like, here, take this journal. <laughs> Write mm. all of your feelings down in here, because I think he was like, I don't know how to deal with you. Yeah. And I just I started writing and writing and writing, and over time they became, I used to call them, what do I want lists. And I didn't know that at the time I was manifesting, right? Yeah. So one of my first ones I wrote was like, I want to um, be positive. Published. I want to um, ride in a hot air balloon. I want to travel the world. I want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. And I was sixteen, laying on my bunk bed in a very violent neighborhood, very poor, and every single item came true. And I didn't realize it until years later. I found all these journals with my what do I want mm-hmm. list on them, and I'm like, oh my god. I I said these things throughout the years and every few months, six months, 12 months, sometimes I would write these down, not realizing I had created this habit. And it's so incredibly powerful when you go back and you're like, not only did I manifest that, but it's in such a a lot like I want to write in a hot air balloon right mm-hmm. yeah it happened over the Serengeti right I'm over like star yeah I mean so I made all of these really amazing things happen but you made a very very good point um, you can do all of these things mm-hmm. you can write all of these things down you can wish it from your bedroom in a bad neighborhood. But who are you surrounding yourself with? Mm-hmm. Yep. Because if you're surrounding yourself with people who are small-minded, who want to keep you down, who don't have the ability or the skill set to get out of their own way, mm-hmm. yeah. who are sad inside, yep, you're going to play small. You're never – you might have these lists, but do you really feel like you can get there? Yeah. And who do you have, like, spurring you on? I think that's right. such a huge part of my own – path has been making sure that the people around me are constantly pushing me to be better. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, And
2: I, I think it's important. I write about it in my book and I talk about it with my clients all the time. Is It's okay to choose new people to surround yourself by, but also not alienate mm. the others that you're around. You can still love your family. You can still be with Absolutely. them. You can still choose to be around them, but who you let influence you who you give your power to mm-hmm. is a choice and as we grow up and women especially i think that's such a powerful message to think about for next year dare to de- dare to declare what it is that you really want but and and don't alienate yourself from people that you love but also be mindful about those people that you want to surround yourself in business or wherever, which mm-hmm. is why I love this podcast and why I love what you're up to with the app, mm-hmm. Jeanette, is that it's about surrounding yourself with other like-minded people who are going to empower and inspire you to keep going. Yeah.
0: Today Gold is brought to you by Live Media and the Live app, now available on the Apple App Store. We believe that a healthy you today leads to a healthier world tomorrow. To that end, we have created accountability features and a platform of curated coaches and thought leaders in a wide variety of areas, all to bring each person to their best self as a whole and healthy individual. We do this through time-proven tools that offer personal accountability, measurable growth, a support system, and community. At all times, live guests have access to an accountability coach or to our network of coaches through email submission. Whether you simply want to goal set with a little support or have a coach provide you a monthly plan, we've got you. The team at Live has worked so hard to provide you something special. And since we love giving gifts and self-development is our thing, what better time to offer a gift to build out your 2020 vision than now. For a limited time, all guests who download the app will receive full VIP access for 30 days. That means goal setting, talks, challenges, and a one-on-one conversation with a Live Method coach to start your new year off right. Search Live Media Inc. in the Apple App Store or link to us through our Instagram account at loveisviral.media or mine at MS. Jeanette Schneider. This offer won't last. So sign up now on Happy New Year and New Decade. From the Live Fam to you.
1: And sometimes the people who are closest to us, they don't need to know everything about our business, sure.
0: right? <laughs> they
1: don't need to know everything about our business, so seriously. Do like, you ever find people, not-
0: when they ask you how you're doing, you have a tendency to kind of like fold in and not you're kind of <laughs> like eh, it's, things are good, yeah, you know. are
1: good yeah and I think that's okay <laughs> you know because I don't need everyone's energy around what I'm doing in my business right yeah. that's going to be the trusted few who I know are going to push me to level up who I know are going to be supportive but also challenging mm-hmm. those are the people who I, I want to share with and there's some other people who I'm just going to be like yeah things are
0: great thanks for asking that's right yeah. well, that's it you know it's so funny because I, I have a love-hate relationship with that whole like um do everything privately let success be your noise Mm -hmm. or whatever and then there's others who are like i've usually i'm usually of the mindset like you tell people what you're working on because you never know who's going to open a door for you that's true and so like i i kind of vacillate but i think it depends on who they are in your life
1: yes exactly i'm talking about like you know your your family members or the people who think that they know exactly who you are and what you should be doing because they've known you for so long Mm yeah that's what i'm talking about here right um just being selective and like holding on to your holding your dream close to your heart you know yes. just making sure that you're allowing the right people in on on your dream and it doesn't mean that you don't don't tell them anything mm-hmm. it just means you don't tell them all the details cuz you're not ready for their opinion. You don't want their opinion. You're fine, you know? Everybody I mean, has okay. a
2: different level of access to yes. you is the way I describe it. Yes, yeah, yeah, like, like Certain people get VIP yes. passes into you, and there's a very few number of people who've earned that. We're also Scorpios, so I don't <laughs> know you should be listening
1: to Lisa <laughs> and I about this. But yes, um, we're selective about who we let in. And I, th- I think it matters particularly for entrepreneurs to be selective about who you mm-hmm. share your dreams with.
0: I like that. And mm-hmm. I think that's so... I've, I've done so much work in the self-development space and, and self-awareness, it's kind of funny because I have gotten to a really great place with boundaries and a really mm-hmm. great place with being like, this is a person I vibe with, this is a person I'm, I love, but maybe I don't share with them everything. And I think sometimes it's hard with those attachments, right? Learning how to create new ways of relating to people, especially if you're growing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. There are a lot of people who are probably listening to this who are like, I want my new year to look amazing. Mm -hmm. But I know that as I change and grow, the people around me are going to kind of throw stones. So Mm -hmm. I think there's also kind of an expectation or maybe a conversation around how do you set up that expectation that I'm changing and I'm growing? Like, how would you guys have that conversation with someone in your life, a family member or a friend who's not prepared for what you're heading into? I failed at that
2: miserably. So let's just, I'll speak into that, is that Mm -hmm. I jumped into my own transformational experience. I left my job and then I got a divorce and my family was around me going, oh my gosh, what the heck is going Mm -hmm. on? and i came through their lives like a bowl in a china shop where i wasn't mindful because i was in my own experience mm-hmm. i didn't take a minute to step back and see how it was affecting them and so i think that the word that i would choose is grace mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I don't need their permission, which was another mistake that I made where I was trying to ask for their permission for my own growth, and I don't need their permission. But some respectful, graceful communication around it probably would have served me and my family really well. Thankfully, we're still close and we healed from it, but it caused a lot of damage in the process because I didn't own and respect the relationship enough Mm. because I was really just focused on myself. So a lot of people will do that in their own work and like in their own growth, like this is about me. Mm. But I think it's about understanding and connecting to who, what, what relationships you want to hold on to. Some people you will have to let go of. And I had to do that too. Mm -hmm. But the ones that I really wanted in my life still, I could have been a bit more graceful about how I communicated with them and, and responsibly communicated with them about my journey rather than like, this is me Choose me, love me anyway. Well,
0: I I'm the one thing that drives me crazy <laughs> is like how people are like, I'm just speaking my truth. Yeah, and you're like, your truth is not nice, <laughs> right? It's not like, nice. there are some people I feel like who use that as like I'm gonna use self development catchphrases to like have bad behavior, yeah, and to be yeah. in a place of selfishness, yeah, right? Yeah. And I don't think that that's appropriate at all. Whenever anyone tells me like, well, I'm just speaking my truth, I'm always like, oh my god. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. What does that yeah. mean? Um, But I think that that's that's very valuable. Like as far as like yours is concerned, I know you're really tight with your family. I'm, and- yeah, I'm super tight with my family, but also I, I don't
1: tell everyone everything, mm-hmm. even in my family. I'll I'll tell them what I'm working on, like in a general, broad overview sense, right? But I also know that if I want to talk about like pricing and packages and money, I'm gonna talk to my dad. Like he's the one to talk to about that. If I talk to my mom, she's gonna be like a little bit scarcity mindset. She's gonna mm-hmm. be nervous for me. She's worried, right? My dad's excited and. And enthusiastic about figuring out how to solve the problem. And my mom is like, oh, my gosh, like, my daughter is going to eat Top Ramen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> what, what do we need to do? We need to send her food, you know. like." And so I know who I share things with. And because of the response I know I'm going to get, my dad will solve a problem with me. My mom will worry, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so just being mindful about what it is that you need at that moment. I don't need my mom to worry. That's not helpful for me. It makes me worry that yeah. she's worried, right? And so, just being mindful of who you're sharing what with. And it doesn't mean I don't talk to her about my business. It just means I don't, you know, share everything. That's all. Um, And then, when I'm, as I'm transforming and as I'm growing, just as a human being, I share what I'm doing with people. Mm -hmm. And if they vibe with it and they like it, then cool, they can stay on board, right? And if they don't, like, that's also okay. But no, you know, operate with grace and that's it, you know? And still be kind and generous and right. all of that, but it doesn't mean I don't, I don't have to spend
2: all my time with them mm-hmm. or worry about what they're thinking again, yeah. right? Like, well, I'm letting I, that go. I think that we also don't know exactly how and when we're going to grow. And there's, it's, it's hard sometimes to anticipate it, direct yes. it, because we, we, get, we get around other people or new people. And I know having gone through my divorce, I saw that I was outgrowing my ex-husband And it took me a long time Mm -hmm. to leave him, a long Mm -hmm. time, way longer than it probably should have because I wanted to have my marriage work. And I think giving yourself permission and grace and space to do that work and not judge yourself, blame yourself, make yourself wrong, but just to be in the process of it. Where mm-hmm. um, we're still good friends, but we just I just knew at a certain point I was the one that had to make that decision because he never was gonna make that decision for me. And so in the process of growth, there will be challenging relationships and some some you have to negotiate with yourself. And I think that's a powerful message. Mm-hmm. I had to negotiate with myself. Am I willing to leave this relationship behind to have what it is I really want for me the answer was yes Mm -hmm. but in in the growth game those are really powerful questions to ask
0: yeah I think it's so important that you also like in all of in the growth game Mm -hmm. even when you're in it and you've got all the tools there are moments where you have to pull yourself up above it and get some grander perspective yeah and that's what great coaches are for. <laughs> <laughs> Mine does that. So I worked with my executive yeah. coach for two years, and he—that's exactly every single week when he asks me, "What do you need from me?" I say, "I need perspective. You need you to pull me to that forty thousand foot viewpoint so I can see things mm-hmm. from less from an emotional yeah. perspective." Mm-hmm. What do you guys personally do when you need to get perspective? Mm,
1: that's
0: a good one. I—I um, I think I
1: go out in nature is one mm-hmm. of the things. Like be by the ocean take a walk, a hike, those things, like, really help me with perspective. Um, work out. Mm-hmm. I know that's, like, very that's mm-hmm. easy, right? We can all do it. Working out really helps me with perspective. I feel more clear-headed after doing that. Um, and I want to say meditating as well. I do. I meditate daily, and it's not going to be, like, one of those, like, it's not a quick fix for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to do it consistently every single day. Um, as opposed to like sitting on the beach, that'll be a quick fix. I will understand exactly what needs to happen next after sitting on the beach. The meditation is more like a practice that happens over and over with time. And that's really helpful for perspective. Um, and then I think that being around my family also helps me with perspective, Mm -hmm. just like being around my parents and my siblings and reminds me why I do the things that I do Mm -hmm. and keeps me grounded. that gives me a lot of
2: perspective. I love that. I love that. I know that in my business in particular, the farther I stretch, the bigger I grow. I've surrounded myself by experts. Mm. So there are certain things that I do really well and everything else I outsource to experts. And I have people in my life that I've hired strategically who are playing a much bigger game than I am that I aspire to be like. So on days where I'm freaking out because of cash flow or I'm in a crunch or I can't see what's next, I reach out to my experts and I have very vulnerable conversations with them and that always brings me back because they're like, yeah, this is normal. Or, no, this is not normal. Yeah. Fix it, right? Yeah. And so I have a mastermind group that I participate in. I have a coach, same as you. And I, I'm always talking to people who are making way more money than I am, who are operating much bigger businesses than I am, and asking them for their own perspectives. Absolutely. I feel like if you're hiring a coach and they don't have a coach,
1: that's yeah, red white. flag. <laughs> yep, red flag. <laughs> like, definitely working with people who are doing the thing that you want to do at a bigger level than mm-hmm. you're doing it is key.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's been the big thing for me and why I've not like people will do like a six month contract with their coach. Mine's lifelong. Like Mm -hmm. I already know that. Like he's he's the person I turn to to get perspective. Um, My yoga practice brings me I find answers on my yoga mat. I find answers in nature. Um, But I think that finding a mentor has been hard Mm -hmm. for me. As I progressed throughout my career, um, I think the coach was the closest thing to having someone like a mentor. Um, I think if you can find those people who are doing what you're doing at a bigger level, and and they're willing to give you their time and their attention and their perspective, I think that's that's a game changer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I know, like in the past, it's been really helpful for me to feel like i'm giving back when i've had like someone young who's like hey will you mentor me will you help me with some stuff and i'm like yeah absolutely and i think it's it's finding those people who um want to see you win yeah and want to give you like hey i've already gone through this so i'm going to give you kind of a heads up as to what you're going to experience or what's going on with this or i think that's been that's been a game changer for me absolutely yeah, I think that uh, my pastor
2: said it really well in one of his mes- messages about a year ago is that we, we look for qualifications, and especially American society has really gotten really attached to awards and degrees and all these things that make us certified, mm-hmm. and the way he described it is that if someone's gone through the experience that you're currently going through, that qualifies them to be your partner in this journey. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love about the work that we're doing is that I wanna partner up with women who are younger than me just to show them so that like, and I, and I share all of my stuff publicly, all of the challenges that I've gone through, because if someone's going through a divorce, if someone has tapped out their retirement, if someone's in debt, if someone's going through a challenging parenting situation, I share my stuff to say, Hey, I've been there. I've done it. And you can call on me and, and I will help you through this because that is what qualifies me. Yeah. Period. I think that's
1: so important. I know so many people who have not take an action because they don't feel like they have the certificate or the Mm -hmm. degree and I have a master's degree and I don't know how it's helping me in my business (laughs) right now right like it's not um but really what's helped me is is my experience and the people that I've been I know able to work with so far and my life experience has helped me to get to this Mm -hmm. point um and and like My informal education, like the time I commit to taking courses and reading books and Mm -hmm. all of that, and that is so valuable, and I think we're moving into a new time right now where people have more access to information than they ever have had before, and education is going to look different. I pray that education looks different for us in 10 years, right? Um, That matters to me so much, and I believe in education. I was an educator for many years, Um, so I believe in it, but I also know that times are changing, and we because we have access to this information whenever we want 24 seven from the comfort of our own home. Right. I know that it's going to evolve. And I also know that I don't need any specific degree. Right. Or anyone to put a stamp next to my name to Mm -hmm. tell me that I'm qualified to run my business. Yeah. And I feel like if more people can get over that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) then they can, you know, lead the life they actually want or
2: have the business they Mm -hmm. actually want.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. I
2: have yeah. so many women who are in my world that hold themselves back because they don't have a college degree, mm-hmm. and then yeah. they come through the academy or they start working with my, you know, my tribe, and they realize how awesome they are, and that the one thing that's holding them back is that that they don't have the credential. Mm-hmm. And I think that I, they can have mine. If so they want. true, Candice. <laughs> so yeah, yeah right, <laughs> right. It's can not taking anything mine? for me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I, so I don't have a college degree. And I've never publicly told anybody wow. that. Um, and it's kind of funny to me because I spoke at an event um, in Idaho uh, recently. And I've, I've been there three years in a row. Mm-hmm. It's conversations with exceptional women. And they, um, one of the teachers, she's like, you are the most relatable to our students, especially our students from the low income and at risk populations, mm-hmm. um, because that's where I came from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we, I had a I had a scholarship, but we couldn't. I couldn't take it because we couldn't afford everything my books else and, yeah. and living expenses. Um, and I retired from a very successful career as a senior vice president. I should have never been there, um, but for me, it was like survival. It was like I can't go back to where I came from. Yeah. So if you told me that I couldn't. I was, you became gray to me and I just kept going. Mm-hmm. And this teacher told me, she's like, I wish that you would tell these girls mm-hmm. yeah, because their parents matters. are telling them that like they, they, you can't go to college. And I, my message to them has always been into her that day was I'm nervous to tell people about this because I don't want anyone to look at me and say, well, she did did this so I don't have to go to college True. it was very hard yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was very hard yeah. to get where I did in my career yeah. um, because of that thankfully I was really good at sales and if you make people money they'll promote right. you yeah. <laughs> so self promotion right it's the greatest mm-hmm. but I think the point that I, I would make is that you are capable of anything Mm -hmm. with whatever letters behind your name, no letters behind your name, degree, no degree, whatever. That's the personal power that I talk about that I've had people get so confused about. They're like, well, you're acting like you've got all this power. No, 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 no. No. I harness this internal power, this internal metal that I'm able to create whatever I want Mm -hmm. just because I believe that I can. It's your God-given right. Yeah. That's the way I see it. (laughs) You have the ability to make Mm -hmm. your life whatever it is you want it to be and I just I wish more people would would see that and I'm not going to say I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I don't have fears like I was telling you guys before we got started like putting this out there and getting this out into the world has been a really scary venture and Mm -hmm. I've had moments where I'm like what am I doing (laughs) why did I choose this club right yeah yeah Yeah, we all do that yeah but I think the thing that I most want people to take away from this conversation and as they move into the the new year and the new decade is You can create whatever you want, but you also have to be responsible for your own internal talk. Mm -hmm. You have to be responsible for the messages that you send yourself or that you accept from others that keep you away from those really amazing moments, Mm -hmm. those adventures that you want. Like, I I never would have believed when I was in my bunk bed (laughs) in the bed neighborhood (laughs) that first of all, I'd ever travel the world. Mm -hmm. I put it on my, my list. Um... You were successful if you became someone's assistant or, like, a customer service rep yeah. or you worked at a tire shop. Like, that was success. Um, and to be able to say, oh, my God, I did actually do the things on the list. Yeah. I think it's a matter of really believing, first and foremost, that you can. And self-education is a huge key. Absolutely. being able, Having access, like you said, to all of the information out there. Mm-hmm. Become an avid seeker, an avid learner, a lifelong learner. And you can unlock doors. Be open to having a conversation, asking a mentor to yeah. give you, you know, the keys to the kingdom. Be willing to be vulnerable. Uh, and mm-hmm. ask for help when you need it. Yeah. 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 And, and offering help and be, and volunteering. Being and contribution. Yeah,
1: be, contributing. I think that's so important. So many opportunities come from just contributing, right? Yeah. Like if mm-hmm. someone came to you and was like, Jeanette, how can I help you with your podcast or with your app? you'd have something for them to do, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and then they get to spend time and, like, learn. And mm. that is so important. So making yourself available and contributing to something that someone else is already doing that you're interested in, I think is, you know, an easy in. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And
2: a key. A key, yeah. Super key.
0: Well, I think it's funny you were talking about vulnerability. I think vulnerability is actually a huge gift. Mm-hmm. If you can get past the idea that you – I think it's, like, you're worried that you're not worthy of where you are in life and so you have a tendency to kind of be like here are all the things that make me amazing yeah instead of like just going i'm having a hard time i don't know this i'd like to be here i don't know how to get here yeah. and so many people will reach across the table and grab your hand and be like let me help you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because if we can see each other human to human we have a tendency to be like um i've seen so many people like sit across the table from someone and you're like you just show them your humanity and all of a sudden like all the 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 layers fall away absolutely and they're like let me help you let me let me help you move forward what would you say what would be like a parting message that you would want someone to hear from you as they're moving into the new decade as they're goal setting as they're making their plans as they're trying to create the life that they want to live
2: i know that uh for me that Visioning and vision boarding can be very materialistic. What are the things that you the things that you want to manifest? And so be careful with that, mm-hmm. um, because at the end of the day, what's really going to matter most is probably not that you lived in the perfect mansion, probably not that you drove the perfect car. But I think that what matters most to all of us is that we we left a legacy mm-hmm. that people cared, that we loved people, and that this is a great decade. It's a great year to leave it all the line and be a human being that you'll be proud of and that you've been wanting to be and stop making excuses for why you're not doing it and at the end of the day the things will not matter no one cares about them but I really do think it's about the beingness um, of, of the joy of the contribution of the love of the connection all those things that drive us as human beings
1: yeah I mean I don't think I could say it better than that because I think that's that's really it is allow yourself to be the person that you want to be mm-hmm. like Allow it to happen. Stop resisting what you actually want. Mm.
0: Can you imagine if someone just heard that and was just like, I give in, I surrender. <laughs> yeah.
1: Stop resisting what you actually want. Mm-hmm. If you can just stop that, you can embrace joy. You can if you can believe that the life you want is actually accessible, how would you show up? Think about that. And then start showing up like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm it's that easy it's really just a freaking decision you are (laughs) just deciding and if you can understand that you are that powerful that you just get to decide that you want a new life Mm -hmm. at any given moment then anything's possible for you and it's it's absolutely 100 percent true like i i always tell people like if i'm made in god's image then why wouldn't god want anything for me Mm -hmm. right like if I'm made in this image, I can create anything that I want. Mm-hmm. And if you can believe that and you can let go of any resistance that tells you otherwise, I think you'll be happy in the next year.
2: And that's gold.
0: Oh, I love it. <laughs> you ended that perfectly. I want to thank you guys for being here and doing this with me. I wish you nothing but amazing success and love and creation in the new year, the new decade, And we're going to be doing it together. So thank you for being here. Definitely. Thank you, as always please subscribe to this podcast leave a review and don't forget to share with your friends you can find me on instagram at either Jeanette schneider or the live movement at loveisviral.media or live at loveisviral.com get deep in the work with me to uncover your messaging before you pass it on to your children or the people you influence order my book lore harnessing your past to create your future available on amazon or barnesandnoble.com Until next time, in the words of my grandma, love each other every day.